What's up everyone and welcome to episode 48 of the Justin Insight podcast. Uh, really back into the swing of things now, happy 2018, I know I said it last week but we've had a full week of it now so yeah, uh, if this is your first time to the show please let me introduce myself. My name is Tim Birkbeck, I'm a writer, I'm a lover of films, music and wrestling but most importantly of all I'm your body and vehicle through this podcast. Um, so yeah, as I say, 2018, well and truly here work schedule back on full flow um and i managed to to get through all of december with rather healthy january comes along and lo and behold i've got a cold so if i sound a little bit bunged up and groggy that's why i'm kind of at the tail end of it now um was kind of coughing and sneezing my guts up all of yesterday but now i just sound like i've got my fingers up my nose so yeah i'm apologies for that so i'm going to try and keep this intro as short and sweet as possible so you don't have to listen to my annoying voice um didn't really do anything major this week uh did watch the netflix original film bright which i thought was really enjoyable uh stars uh joel edgerton and will smith um i can understand why some people have kind of given it bad reviews there's some very sort of tongue-in-cheek moments of it and some very unrealistic parts of it um but as a self-proclaimed nerd when you put kind of a lord of the rings vibe into modern day la it's going to be pretty fucking cool so i yeah i really enjoyed it um you can read a more in-depth review of the film over at justininsight.wordpress.com um i'm actually purchasing uh an odian limitless card this weekend because i want to try and watch sort of all the sort of oscar films and things obviously we had the golden globes uh well it'd be last night right now so monday night apologies i've had to think of my dates then um but yeah i i, I always try and watch all the sort of award season films but i only ever seem to kind of catch one or two um but this year I'm determined to do it, but as part of getting this Limitless card, I want to start writing more sort of film reviews for myself, so uh, the Justin Insight WordPress will be kind of updated a lot more regularly, uh, hopefully. Um, but yeah, apart from that, haven't really done much this week, apart from trying to snag some guests for this show, so fingers crossed that all kind of plans out. Um, speaking of guests, let's get into to this week, uh, and I'm joined by Brian Garris and Isaac Hale from Not Loose. Uh, this was recorded quite a while ago uh, when the guys were over here in the UK touring with Every Time I Die. Um, but none of the stuff that we kind of talk about is really dated. So I thought I'd kind of hold it off and it was a really good sort of way to get back on the interviews here for 2018 and kickstart things uh, with a bang, so to say. Um, we discussed the band's ambitions, uh, how they their sound has kind of evolved over the years, coming from uh, quite a small town in America to, to where they are now. Um, and also get the pair's views on sort of the so-called kind of crowd-killing, uh, hate-mosh kind of scene that goes along with their music and what they kind of think of it, which I, I was quite interested to hear, to be honest. Um, so yeah, it's a really good good chat, so please sit back, relax as I talk to Brian and Isaac of Knock Loose, and I'll see you on the other side. So, uh, currently sat in the Concord in Brighton uh, with Isaac and Brian from Not Loose. 
Uh, on date number, what are we on f- on the on this tour? Oh, who uh, knows? <laughs> I have no clue. Me either. I don't, I don't yeah. Well, an extensive dates with uh, Every Time I Die and Comeback Kid. Yeah. But um, so, yeah. how how have you kind of found the tour so far, guys? It's been cool. It's been awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's been great. It's been a uh, it's been a, a bit different than the last tour we did over here was with. Uh, Counterparts and expired. Yeah, um, was the last time we, we played over here, and this time we're just playing in front of some new people. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, just like playing for uh, ETID fans, and yeah, yeah, Kid fans, and just getting our name out there. And it's been really, really cool. We've had a lot of cool reactions with a lot of like different people, and it's just been it's just been a really good time so far. Yeah. Has there been any particular highlights for you guys so far? Um, last night in London was very, very awesome. There was like that was Coco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sold out like. Just watching every time I die set was like so crazy. Yeah, like we we played so many shows with them this year, so to see them play in front of that many people in London was like definitely a, a personal highlight for me. Show wise, I would say uh, Dublin or Oberhausen was like really really good for yeah. us. Yeah, that was a lot of Netherlands fun. Netherlands was cool too. Netherlands was great. Yeah, uh, Coco was just really cool last night. To play that yeah. that scale of a venue, yeah, yeah, was really really cool. Because last time, of course, we played in Camden, we played Underworld, yeah, which yeah. is all is awesome, like DIY vibe, yeah. But this time, you just it's a venue where you just look up, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. So, yeah. It was very very cool to play. Yeah. Well, because as I said, we'll, we'll go back to the origins of you guys in a bit, but obviously, a lot of people that know you guys prior to this tour will have seen you in smaller venues and so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah. but obviously, yeah. this tour you're playing. The bigger venue. So, how have you found that for yourselves? If, because obviously I know a lot of them have lots of barriers and stuff, but yeah. a lot of your live vibe, there's that interaction. So, have you struggled or have you found it? Have you risen to the challenge? There's, there's, there's like, uh, you know, there's cool things about playing both kinds of shows. Mm. We we've been doing shows like this, the bigger you know barrier show, like we did Warp Tour last year. Yeah, so of course. Like, yeah, we've been doing this like both kinds of shows for a while, and there's like, you know, there's pluses to both. Uh, it's a lot sometimes playing a bigger show like this, you know, like working up to the show. It's like it runs a little smoother. You yeah, know, yeah. Like you get into like spots where it's like you're caring about how sound goes, mm. and um, but I don't think it, it it affects like the intensity of our show. Yeah, at all. You know, I, yeah. I think that I think for the overall vibe, I I would still prefer to do the smaller venues over here mm. uh, so far because. Like he said, we're we're still very much like growing and trying to get our name out over yeah. here. Um, so like in a lot of these cities, we're very new to a lot of people, and I think that in a smaller atmosphere, it might have been more beneficial for us personally. But then again, that doesn't take anything away from the tour because it's still been great for us. And yeah. It's still been, uh, it's still just been so awesome to watch. Like every time I die and come back, kid play shows as big as these shows have been. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And as I mentioned before we kind of started recording, the show that I do is called Just an Insight. So what I like to do is take you guys back to the back to the beginnings and kind of get an insight into how Knock Loose kind of started. So how did the band kind of form and what were sort of those early days like in, in the band? Well, it was us three. This is Kevin. Hello. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was us three. Um, we're kind of like the, the main original guys that like... Um, Kevin knew Isaac and introduced us and uh, we just started writing together with mm. like with no motive or goal in mind we just wanted to write music and jam 
he was still like fairly new to bass at the time, so he was just like itching to play. Yeah. Uh, he was like thirteen at the time. <laughs> yeah. um, we would I, we would write a- anything. Like yeah. we, we wrote different styles of music. Yeah, we would yeah. just like hang out and yeah. play music. So it's just just kind of like a jam band. Yeah, 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 exactly. It was like for a week we were like a deathcore band, and like nice. the, the next week we were a youth group band. Like we just like, and we never really like pushed for anything in particular until we started. Uh, we got to the point where we were like, hey, we're pretty pretty decent at writing together. Yeah. So, so we tried to get some songs together, and then we actually played a show. Um, and that was in 2013. Mm. And it wasn't for another year, though, Yeah, that we actually put, like, a serious release out. Right, Even yeah. we played our first show in 2013, uh, and we had, like, an older drummer. Yeah. And even then, like, those songs were never, like, recorded. Right, yeah, out. yeah. So for that that first year of we were a band was just figuring out who we were mm. yeah and I still think there's a lot of figuring out who we are you, I mean you can tell the difference between pop culture and laugh tracks like yeah. demo and our full length and like um, us three are the ones that have stayed and then we've had several different drummers and then uh, we added another guitar player so that would be a five piece and since then, it's been a lot more easier to like fall into the groove of what we wanted to do, figure out what we wanted to do. Use this shot. That's okay. <laughs> but um, I don't know. It, it was uh, it was very just like laid back and like we weren't taking it serious at all until until we released our first demo and then we started to get really good feedback from it. Yeah. And that's when we were like, alright, maybe we should, like, play some out-of-town shows, and, like, we, like, got tour offers, and we are like, alright, let's try this, like, and, um, it's been very, very amazing. Well, because I think from, from an outsider sort of looking in, obviously, even from when I first heard pop culture, like, when I, ever I saw your name, you were playing some other city in America or so, so... Yeah kind of seemed like you were constantly on the road at some point and even when obviously Laugh Tracks came out it was that you kind of taken that next step and were doing bigger tours as, as soon as we made the the decision it was like very as soon as we made the decision like yeah we should start playing it was it was like okay let's start playing all the time yeah like we didn't like half ass it as yeah, soon yeah. as we decided that we started touring like we started touring a lot in like early like late 2014 early yeah. 2015 and from then it's it feels like it's just been constant yeah like, yeah and like we did our first tour ever in the in the summer of 2014 and we shared a van with another band right okay so it was like eight people in a small van yeah and it was our it was like my first time ever touring same with kevin and our drummer at the time um isaac had been on tours before but it was his first time touring with knock loose and um we just fucking loved it so much yeah. that like as soon as we got home in June, it was like we have to save up for our own van. <laughs> yeah. So we got our own van in like no October, November of 2014, and then just never it started trashing it. Yeah. <laughs> we ran that van into the ground so bad, and like the first year of us having our own van, 2015. 
there was maybe two months that we weren't on tour. Yeah. yeah. Like, we went on tour every single month, We and we would be playing shows, and the flyer for our next show would be on the wall. Like, hey, if you like what you hear, we'll be back in ten days with yeah, yeah. another group of bands. And it was like, we'd play a show on the road with a cool band, and we'd be like, you guys are sick, let's tour. And they'd be yeah. like, all right. And then a couple weeks later, we'd be on tour with them. Like, we just... I wanted to play anything and anywhere that we could. And it got to the point where in 2015 we were like, let's see if we can play all 50 states. So we would get a tour offer and we'd be like, yeah, let's do it, but let's do it all in the Northwest. Yeah. <laughs> and so that we can go ahead and check off all those states. Yeah, yeah. And then we'd get another one and we'd be like, let's do Northeast because there's a couple cities up there that we haven't played. And like in one year, I think we played like 47, like. There was only like three states. Oh we didn't man! Play. Yeah. So is that still a task to try and take off all fifty in one year? Well, we some, someone. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Some like the more that we learned um, about touring America is just that like some places you just don't play. Right. Like, okay. You know what I mean? Like we just played Montana for the first time ever last month, and the shows were good, but like you had, I was like, this is crazy. We've only ever driven through Montana. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, Idaho, and like it's because kids in Idaho. We'll drive to Montana. Right. And kids in Idaho will drive to Washington well, State. If, like, for example, like today, like I'm from Portsmouth, which is a city sort of about an hour down the road. Yeah, yeah. And like, there's a group of us who have come to the show today because obviously this is the nearest show for us. So yeah, yeah. I guess it's kind of the same kind of thing equates yeah, yeah. all the way around. Yeah. But, where, where we're from, we're, we're kind of in the middle of nowhere, so we were always like used to driving far for shows. Yeah. We'd have to go to Chicago, which is like four, away, four hours away, Nashville, which is three. And then you have like Indiana and Cincinnati, which mm. like under too. But um, we were just always like used to, kind of used to that. Like we have our own music scene where we're from in Kentucky, but it's like on a much smaller scale. Yeah. So for bigger shows, you just have to drive. And then obviously, Laugh Tracks kind of came out, and I think that's when a lot more eyes were sort of drawn to you guys, and. Again, as I said, you kind of started hitting the bigger tours and stuff. So, when you recorded that record, was there a conscious thought of, right, we need to step up our game at all? Or was it just, this is the sound that you were at at that point and it just happened to click with, with fans? We didn't write it thinking that it was going to, like, like make moves. Like yeah, we didn't. Yeah. We didn't write it thinking like this is the this is the one. <laughs> yeah. This is gonna like skyrocket. Yeah, us. yeah. But we just wanted to. I just think that, you know, we improved musically. Mm. It was where we were at at the time. Yeah. And, it just happened to resonate with people, uh, and those songs just happened to resonate people with mm. people, so, which we are really thankful for. It's really it's been really awesome to see people react to that yeah. record. And I think that it's it's always growing. Like our music, our music, uh, you know, even our tastes mm. and, and where we're at musically is always like expanding. Like mm. right now, we're in a much different spot than we yeah, were last year when we released yeah. Laugh Tracks. So it's like we're always going to continue growing. Mm. You know, and you kind of touched upon there, obviously, like the type of music that you play is obviously changing and stuff. But obviously, again, this is from my perspective, looking at you guys, like the it's obviously extremely heavy but there's also kind of like a sort of a quickness to it like obviously the tracks are short sharp and they kind of hit a punch so is that just the way that you guys wanted to write that rather than it because a lot of 
bands that play maybe the heavier sort of style of hardcore like to sort of draw out the beat downs, play yeah. out the riffs. Yeah. So did you want to have that combination of right, we'll do a beat down but it's funny because like it was kind of an accident. Okay. We didn't we didn't used to like writing fast. Yeah. Right, okay. When we used to write like so when when we used to play, uh, pop culture was written without a drummer, mm. and our current drummer just learned those songs. Right. And they were programmed, and uh, when he joined the band, he would play to a metronome in his ears. Yeah. So that he would stay on time. Mm. Uh, knowing that if we ever decided to ditch the metronome, it would speed things up a lot. Yeah, of course. But uh, when we went to record laugh tracks, we had no idea what we were getting into. It was our first time ever at a real studio. Mm. And um, we had everything ready. We had all the metronomes, for the, all the click tracks for the new songs mapped out. And then uh, the guy, Will Putney, that produced the record was like, uh, I want to record it live. Yeah. And we were like, okay. That's <laughs> you, go to, you go to a studio and you think that like, all right, we're going to do a couple days on drums. And then the guitar is going to sit down and do it, blah, blah. The way that we did it was just like completely live. So when... When our when we recorded drums, he wasn't recording to scratch guitars. Yeah. He was recording to Isaac and Cole and Kevin. You were just playing, playing in the room. yeah in that's the same what, room as him. That's what comes out. Yeah. On the record. So like, there was no metronome, mm. and it and it's so funny. Like I still have some of the old versions of the songs on my phone, like Oblivion. Well, when it was all done to a click kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. It's so, so much slower. Yeah. It's so <laughs> slow. And like. Ever since we started playing without a metronome, we're like, we love playing faster. Yeah. Like, it's so sick. Like, our fastest song in the set is one of all of our favorite songs to yeah. play, which is like, Blood Will Have Blood. Like, yeah. it's very fast, and like, we're all just constantly like, moving, and like, now it's to the point where when we write something that's kind of slow, I'm like, mm. <laughs> yeah, maybe <laughs> it's, speed it maybe up it's boring. Yeah. As, yeah, it's gotten to the point for me where we'll like rush live right, yeah, and then yeah. we'll like look back at our performance and we'll be like wow we spent that <laughs> shit yeah. and then Paxson or like anyone will be like maybe we should try slowing it down today yeah, and yeah. we'll play it slower and I'll be just like yeah, it sounds like shit we'll faster. <laughs> the like, slowest uh, the slowest breakdown that we have in our set is in the song No Thanks yeah. and we only play it twice yeah. right, and okay. like when we wrote it we did that on purpose because we were like let's just have it kick in and go like as fast as it comes, it leaves. You get in and you get out. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, Isaac used the phrase, no relief pitters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's such thing, like, uh, that you see a lot when it comes to being in a really heavy band of, like, the breakdown will kick in and everybody's pitting, like, they're crazy. Swinging their arms and stuff, yeah. yeah. And then you have the kids that are kind of, like, standing back and they're waiting for it to die down. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, <laughs> okay, it's safe. And then they'll jump in and go. So, like, no thanks is, like, not for those people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as it starts to slow down, they go to jump in and the song's just over. Yeah. yeah.
something I want brought up there that I want to kind of ask you. Obviously, again, with the sort of music you play, it's sort of heavy, and it does cater to the, the guys that want to march hard and so on and so forth. And obviously, I don't know what it's like in America because I've never been there, but over here, there's kind of a quote unquote hate mosh culture where you see people that are purposely sort of like swinging for, for yeah. people. Yeah, yeah. So, obviously, I'm not saying that you guys condone that because I don't think that's the case but yeah. when you see that from, from your perspective on stage like, do you, does that kind of bum you out because that's not what your music's about kind of thing to me it depends it very much uh, depends on the show um, I, I strongly believe that there should be a safe place to stand yeah because like getting punched in the face sucks yeah. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter how much you love this kind of music it just sucks like, yeah so if, if people come to our show and they don't want to get punched in the face, I think that there should be somewhere that they can stand without doing that. So, yeah. like, our shows are usually... It, like, it usually happens three ways. We have, like, really crazy sing-alongs. Everybody's in the front yeah. singing along really loud. Or they're not singing along, but they're moshing really hard. Yeah. Or three, they're doing both. It's, like, a, the best of both worlds. Um, I think that... I hate the term hate mosh. Yeah. I think that it's like really, really corny. And I think that it's just like, it's people's excuse to hit people that won't hit back. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I fucking love a hard pit. Oh, when, yeah. No, don't get me wrong. People are like, <laughs> when, when people are pitting where everybody's pitting and everybody's pitting hard as shit, it's so sick. Yeah. Like, it's nobody's just, It's just getting, called moshing. Yeah, yeah. No, it's no, just no, moshing, I completely agree. You know, and and if you're if you're moshing, you're gonna you're gonna get hit. Yeah, like, yeah. But like he said, like there should always be a safe space. Yes, yeah. like we did warp tour, and every single thing that we posted on the internet, kids just commented like, "Oh, when you play my city, I'm going to kill someone." Yeah, yeah. And it's like, no, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because if you if like. If you really were, like, a good pitter, you wouldn't talk about no, it. No, no. For one, and for two, like, it's warped work. Yeah. Like, you have, <laughs> yeah. You have to read the room. Like, yeah. When when I watch Every Time I Die, their fans are partying. Yeah. They're drinking. They're fucking throwing drinks everywhere. I'm not going to go kick them in the fucking no. head. <laughs> yeah. But, like, when I watch Nasty from, yeah. from Germany... I'm gonna kick somebody in the fucking yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. Because everybody's kicking me in the head. Yeah. Yeah, I hate that stuff, man. No, no, that's. I, it's always kind of interesting to me, like, what the band's perspective on that kind of yeah. thing is, really. But I wanted to obviously talk about Warsaw as well, because I think, obviously, they've announced that sort of next year is obviously gonna be potentially the last yeah. for, for the foreseeable future. So, for, for you guys, obviously, I think a lot of American bands, like, so your age, my age, that's kind of like the pinnacle to play Warped Tour. And I think when you're younger, that was something that to strive for. So, yeah. how was that experience for you guys? Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Warped Tour was incredible for us. Mm. Like it was. It not not just because of that dream come true vibe. Yeah. Because obviously playing Warped Tour is like a, a dream for anyone yeah. like in a band. It's just, if you're in an American band, Warped Tour was like the tour. Yeah. You know. Um, but just the fact that we not like not in a not like conceited way, just we weren't expecting 
the reactions that we got. Yeah. You know, it was... It was, it was so good for us as a band, and um, we had so many friends on the tour, and, like, it was a lot of hard work. It was a very hard tour to do. Like, you're waking up at 8 a.m. every day. Yeah. And, like, it's so hot outside. <laughs> yeah. You're loading your stuff, like, all the way across some, like, desert and you're setting up in the sun and you're just sitting in the sun until it's your turn to play and like it it's very exhausting and it's like two months long but it was like so worth it like yeah. I had such a good time I went into the tour thinking that I was gonna hate it yeah I was like this is gonna be good for the band and that's the only reason I'm yeah playing. yeah but I ended up probably liking it more than anybody else in the band yeah. like I was just like watching like all my friends play every day, like, watching Stick to Your Guns play every day, watching Hatebreed play every day, and, like, we made so many new friends, mm. like, um, and it, and the shows for, for us were just absolutely incredible. Yeah. More than we would have ever expected. Like, we, we thought, like, okay, like, we're playing this city, we do really well in this city, yeah, it'll yeah. be good, but then, like, it was just, like, triple that yeah it was so it was awesome it, it was definitely something that like I'm really glad that we got to be a part of before we call it quits mm. and obviously on Warped Tour there's not just sort of hardcore bands there's like metal bands there's sort of more punk, punky bands and everything like that and obviously this tour you're on now is kind of every time I die as you said earlier a sort of party bands yeah. comeback kid a kind of a crossover between hardcore and sort of punk and metal yeah. you guys obviously cater for the more sort of traditional hardcore band higher power are again a bit more of a crossover so yeah. do you like playing those shows where there's a bit of a mix mash of, of, of everything or do you feel more at home at the, the the shows where it's purely dedicated to hardcore fans we've always always been the crossover okay always from the very beginning I mean I love I, like we've played hardcore shows since the beginning yeah and it's always awesome and it's always fun and it's always, you know, that's like, that's a very special thing, mm. you know, and it's something that, you know, it's like, you know, it's just, it's very like dear to all of our hearts, yeah. but it's just so, it's so much fun and it's so exciting to do tours like this. Yeah. You know, it's everything down to the reactions to, to introducing people to new things, mm. you know, is, in my opinion, like it's the coolest part yeah. about it. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Hard, hardcore is like very very important to me and like the things that like it's taught me and the friends that I've made because of it and like when I go home like me and Isaac are very much involved in like the hardcore community at home mm. but when it comes to touring and like wanting what's best for your band like we love the mixed bill stuff yeah uh, we always have and we love all kinds of music I mean like we love metal and there's like some of us that like pop punk and like you know what I mean like yeah we try as hard as you can not to be closed-minded because it's just like what you have to do like, yeah of course a lot of people argue whether or not they view us as a hardcore band or not and like we stopped caring about that <laughs> yeah we because if we just tried to be a hardcore band like hardcore has a ceiling yeah especially in America of like 200 kids yeah yeah like there's so much more to that and you have bands like Expire and Backtrack and Terror that are hardcore bands and never stopped being hardcore yeah. bands, but played 
to bigger audiences and on mixed build tours and introduced younger kids to hardcore. Yeah. And, and like, that's... And what's, like, what's more hardcore than that? Yeah, no, than no, no introducing, I get that. Than introducing kids to, yeah, yeah. to that. Yeah. Like, we're, we're like, there's nothing cooler than rolling up to, you know, a fucking pop punk show. <laughs> yeah. And we play the stuff that we play. Yeah. And there's like, you know, 20, 15 year old girls in the front row. Mind, so. <laughs> and we play our first note and they all look terrified. Yeah. But that's, or, you know, or, you know, separate, you know, in a different way. Us playing in Germany yeah. to a bunch of forty-year-old comeback kid fans, yeah, yeah, and ringing out our first note and just the look on everyone's face of like, what the yeah, fuck yeah. is this? And even if it's sometimes it's ooh, I, I don't know if I like this, or sometimes it's wow, this is sick, I should look up, look yeah, this yeah. up. But either way, that's more important yeah. to me, and that's what we all feed off of is seeing the fact that we're playing to all these new people. And we're bringing people in, like we're we're siphoning people <laughs> yeah. into hardcore yeah. in a way, or just siphoning people into heavier, more yeah. intense music. Because we, you know, we're very much an intense band, and we want to have an intense show, and we want to, you know, freak people out a yeah. little bit. And I think that that's the most important thing about our sound. Mm-hmm. And oh, sorry, Don. All I was gonna say to wrap that up is if we stayed just playing hardcore shows when we started we'd still just be playing basements yeah like we wouldn't be in Europe or the UK or whatever and something I want to say obviously I've read in sort of other interviews that you've done like prior the the whole kind of Oldham County thing kind of originally I know that's where you guys are from but it kind of to put it on your name was a bit of a joke but now it's kind of uh, kind of a badge of honour in the sake but like For me, the, the past few years for you guys have been like a really sort of breakout time. So from an insider in that, what how does it feel kind of being that band that started in a town in the middle of nowhere to where you are now? Like, how's that journey been? It's crazy. It's, uh, I don't know, like, I, I try my hardest not to expect anything. Mm. Like... Even, like, it doesn't matter how many times we've played a certain venue. Yeah. I never want to go to that and be like, oh, this is going to be great. Yeah, yeah. Because everything is a surprise. You know what I mean? So, like, the fact that I'm in Europe again, this is my my third time being here, second time touring here in the past two years. Yeah. um, Well, like, year, really, because, like, we were here this time last year. Like, that's fucking amazing. Yeah. I, I never expected that to happen, you know what I mean? Like, it's awesome. Like, we never we never did anything different than what we started to do. And we didn't start it giving it plans. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's been he, a natural started, sort of progression. he started it not thinking that touring was gonna, like... Yeah, when I started, when we started the band, I said I never wanted to tour. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I was in college. Oh, right, yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. I'm just going to go to school and <laughs> yeah. I just want to write music on the side. But, like, we got our first tour, like, we did our first tour and I was like, yeah, I'm dropping out. Yeah. And, like, now we just, like, we've gotten to do so many amazing things. Yeah. Like, so many. Like, Every Time I Die has been one of my favorite bands since middle school. Yeah. And, like, by the end of this year, we will have played 67 shows. That's crazy. And, like, 
Japan. We're doing yeah. Japan in January. We did Australia this January. We're doing it again next year. Like, it's just like, I don't know if you saw, but like we're doing some of the Empiricon Fest next yeah. year, and like we get to play Grass Pop. And like, I saw that. Yeah. I, get to, I like got to send my dad the flyer. And be yeah. Like, dad, we're playing with Iron Man. That's my dad's <laughs> yeah. favorite band. And like I, nobody, like I don't know. Nobody starts a band for that shit. No, no, of like course you, not. You man. never think that. You're just like, well, I hope I get to do like a weekend tour with some friends. Yeah. It's just, it's been amazing. And obviously, kind of talking about the momentum you guys, obviously you recently announced that you're doing your first sort of big headline US tour. Yeah. And something that I found quite interesting is that you're headlining Above Terror, which I think for a lot of sort of hardcore ba- uh, fans is quite a sort of a big step sort of thing. So... Well, was that kind of not sort of solidifies you, but do you think that that's kind of credit to to the work that you've put in that now that you can go on the road on a headline tour with your name at the top kind of thing, if that makes sense? Yeah, it was de- it was definitely like like we have to make a statement. Like mm. for two years now, we've been the band that opens up big tours. You yeah, know what I mean, like we've been. We've been the band that's like, oh my god, they're doing so well for opening up this show, you know what I mean? So, like, when it came time to headline, it was like, we have to, like, really... Can't take a step back. Yeah. Yeah. We have to solidify ourselves as a headliner. Yeah. We have to be, we have to, like, come in and be like, all right, look, this is what we can do. And, like, it was very nerve-wracking for us to have Terror. Yeah. (laughs) Terror is such an important band to hardcore, and, like, um, but, like... At the same time, the reason why Terror is so important to hardcore is because they have their ear to the ground. Yeah, and they yeah. Know they're like, they're not just stuck in the '90s when they started. They know what's doing well right now. They know that it is an opportunity for them to play to younger kids yeah. and expose younger kids to hardcore. And it's just a, a badass show. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jesus pieces on that. As yeah, well, like, like just fucking crazy. We we wanted to make a statement and we wanted it to, to be ours like, yeah it is our headliner we picked every band on it we picked every venue on it mm. we picked every state we're playing every local that's playing the shows like it's it's our tour yeah like, and if people come to see terror and leave after terror like I don't care because I get to see terror <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is cool yeah it's very much also like it was nerve-wracking when we announced yeah. it. Yeah. But it's also very much, like, a test for ourselves. Right, yeah. Because, like, I can tell you, like, 100% honest, like honestly mm. that we are just, we're, like, excited and nervous and everything. Yeah, yeah. Like, we're, like, it's not just, like, oh, telling other people that this is us as a headlining yeah, band. Yeah. We're trying to prove to ourselves yeah. that we're a headlining band. Because obviously, like, when you're a headliner, there has to be something different about the show. Yeah. You know, you have to play longer. You have to do all this stuff. Stuff that we haven't done yet. Yeah. So we're pushing stuff ourselves. That, like, six months ago, we would have refused. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Our first tour with Every Time I Die, we were, we were direct support. So we were right before Every Time yeah. I Die. And our set time was 45 minutes. Yeah. And we played, like, a 20-minute set. <laughs> yeah. And we did that for a couple days. And um, there tour manager came up to us and was like yo you guys have to play for 45 minutes and we were like no yeah yeah <laughs> like no we would never play for 45 minutes like yeah. that's too damn long yeah to watch Knocked Loose play a breakdown for yeah yeah minutes. like but like 
Um, now, when it comes to the headliner, it's like, yeah, it's our turn to play longer, like, explore our catalog and see what we can get away with playing. And yeah. Like, and, like, that that's, like, a big part of it for us. Like, like I said, we did all that planning for it, but, like, the planning's not done. Like, we're going to try to put on the best show that we can at yeah. this point in our career. And, like, we've done so much touring in the past year or two, and it's just, like, Knocked Loose plays the same 25-minute set for Yeah, two years. yeah. Like, and I'm not saying, like, that that's bad. Like, we enjoy the set that yeah. we play. That's we need I to mix up yeah. a bit. We're yeah. trying to get out of that comfort zone. Right, yeah. Because, like, Laugh Tracks will be, like, even next year, like, in the fall, Laugh Tracks is going to hit its two-year yeah, mark. Yeah, yeah. And it'll be, you know, more than a year and a half old mm-hmm. by then, so you have to do things and we have to think about that set you know that you know 35 40 minutes or yeah. whatever that we're going to you know we're going to try and play it needs to be new and it needs to be exciting mm. and it needs to be refreshing even though these are the same songs yeah, so yeah. we need to like bring stuff back we need to put some new stuff out there we just need to make yeah, it yeah we're going to play some old songs that we haven't played in awesome. a long time yeah yeah we're just trying to we're trying to make it so like Brian's told me a million times, it just it's not gonna be just another set. Yeah. Like that's it it can't be. Yeah. Like and it was never going to be. And it might sound like the way that we're talking about it, like it's gonna be some like giant like production like a play <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's not it's not gonna be but that. Like, but for us, it'll be the biggest thing that we've done so far. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it, it's it's still gonna be a knock blue show, it's still gonna be raw and energetic constantly but we're just trying to make sure that we we do we put on the best show that yeah. we can you know what I mean like, and also because you mentioned there obviously come next year Laugh Tracks will be sort of two years old yeah. and a lot of people myself included are eager to hear sort of new stuff so is that something that's in the pipeline for next year or is it still it's writing in our, process it's in our heads <laughs> yeah. like we're there's there's ideas going down yeah you know, for new music, but there's nothing, there's nothing solidified. Nothing is, right now we're in the, in that mode where we're just kind of seeing where we are musically for the next record. And I think we're just kind of trying to set, set a tone for it, you know, before we start. Laugh Tracks, he can back me up on this, took like a year and a half to write. Right, We took our sweet time because <laughs> yeah. we didn't know we didn't know where we were yeah we would write songs and then a couple months later be like wow i don't i, I don't like that song anymore. Yeah. i like this new one yeah and and for the first time ever you know since we're gonna we're gonna do another record yeah obviously we need it's gonna it's on a stricter timeline right so we have to put down all these ideas and make sure that we're all in the same place musically and that's kind of what we're doing right now nothing is set in stone yeah. nothing is you know right now we're just trying to figure out where we want to go with the new record yeah, yeah. and it's not that it's going to change drastically but like we're very much learning what we can do yeah of course within the limits of what knocked loose is yeah so like we're going to constantly try to grow and constantly try to push those limits so like it's uh we've just like 
dude, we we probably talk about it once a day. Yeah. Like the new record, the new record. Yeah, yeah. Or like we'll be sound checking and somebody will play a riff and we'll be like, the new record. (laughs) (laughs) Like all this shit. And like we we have gotten together to work on some stuff, but it's literally just like we're just knocking them out. Yeah, like just we haven't really started yet. You know what I mean? But but we're we're kind of taking a different approach as to like he said with laugh tracks we were learning as we were going. Yeah. Now we're trying we to figure out what we're going to do before yeah. we start so that when we start it's it's there. You yeah. know what I mean? Just like the headliner, it's yeah, us yeah. trying to push ourselves and not not doing not do anything like you know, out of the blue. But it's trying to still pushing your comfort zones. Push sort of yeah, push our comfort zones and do something that we're you know Try to figure out where we want to go. Something that's new and something yeah. that's exciting and something that's raw and energetic and dark, but not no clean singing. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. There you go. That's what you there can you have. Um, There's not going to be cleans on it. Probably. I'm conscious. I'm, I'm taking up your time for the sound checking stuff. So what? How I like to end these is kind of ask you guys what your uh, favorite not loose song is, but with a bit of a twist. So what is your favorite not loose song to play live? So Isaac, if I start with you. Uh, my probably my favorite song to to play live. Oh, and why? Why as well? Yeah. Uh, that's a tough one, but uh, as far as like knock loose songs that are already uh, you know already out there, I'm gonna say that my favorite song to play. It's between two. Um, I'm gonna say all my friends, yeah. which is one off the demo, because. Um, I don't know. We play that song differently than it was recorded, right? And and on the demo, even I mean, it's a really like emotional song, mm. and it's a pretty dark song. It's by far like the darkest one on the demo. Yeah. But people, ever since the beginning, they really kind of it really struck a chord with yeah. people. So live, that's one that it's just you can tell that people really really yeah, care yeah. about the the lyrical content, and he he obviously would know a lot more about that than I would, but. It's just, it's a really dark song. It's a really, you know, it's fast. Mm. It's really energetic. It has a really cool sing-along, like, mosh part at yeah. the end. And it's also just something I can, like, like, every single time I play that the end of that song where Brian's singing over it, I kind of just, like, walk around the stage yeah. and I yell in people's fucking faces. And it's, like, it's cool because I feel like that song more than any other song, it's just, like, you can tell the people, it's it really struck a Yeah, point. yeah. That's probably mine. Perfect. And Brian, for yourself? Mine is between two, uh, I'd say Billy No Mates. Yeah. Because it has everything that I like from a non-blue song. Yeah. Uh, it's like, it's really fast, it's really energetic, it's really heavy, uh, and the end of it is probably like one of the heaviest things we've yeah. ever done. And then um, Blood Will Have Blood. Yeah. Just because it's like a fast ripper, like it just like <laughs> yeah. I think I, that's a perfect way to describe it. Yeah, like I, I just I remember when we wrote that song, it was one of my favorites. Like as we wrote it, and it's like it's probably the hardest song that like everybody that plays instruments has to yeah. play. Yes, like it's the hardest guitar wise. It's the hardest drum wise, um, and I feel like when we wrote that in the writing process, I was like. Okay, cool. We're writing actual songs. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. 
Brilliant guys, thank you very much for your time. Really looking forward to tonight. I hope you enjoyed tonight. The rest of the song. So there we have it folks, a massive thanks once again to Brian and Isaac for giving me some of their time ahead of the show, uh, it was really cool to have a little chat with them. Uh, a bit of a funny story, as I was leaving the backstage area, uh, I went to say thanks to Knock Loose's uh, tour manager, as he was the one that was kind of liaising with me and so on. Um, I turned to leave uh, and I nearly walked straight into Every Time I Die guitarist Andy Williams, who uh, I kind of, I wouldn't say idolised, but he's a bit of a legend, he's pretty cool, Like he's into his wrestling awesome guitarist um so yeah rather than like nearly walked into him and rather kind of saying oh sorry or hi i just completely froze uh and just kind of stared at him and then he walked off and probably thought i was a massive loser but oh well there you go that is the price you pay for being an awkward six foot two ginger guy there you go um as always, if you want to keep up to date with what Not Loose are doing, you can find them on all various social media platforms. Uh, Facebook, it's facebook.com forward slash Not Loose. Uh, Twitter, it's at Not Loose. Uh, and Instagram, it's at Not Loose HC. Uh, if you want to keep up to date with this show, you can follow us on in, uh, sorry on Twitter. Uh, it's at just underscore and underscore insight. Uh, use the hashtag JAIPod. Um, and if you're listening to this over on uh, iTunes, please hit the subscribe button give us a little rate give us a review really does mean the world to me um and hopefully will help push this podcast into more people's ears for 2018 um at the moment not 100% sure who next week's guest is going to be um so yeah keep an eye on that when it drops next tuesday uh but for now ladies and gentlemen i'm going to rest up and try and get rid of the rest of this cold um but thank you very much for listening to the justin insight podcast and i will see you soon mm-hmm.